welcome good moms. If you ever doubt that you're a good mom, you are in the right place. I am Dodie Schilling, mom of four and a former educator. And on this podcast, we talk about all the hard topics. We talk about the pressures and the demands that are placed on moms. And more importantly, how to get past all of that so you can do you. Let's define good mom on your terms. Hi moms, welcome. We are going to talk about how to recover from a blow up. If you have a blow up with a family member, okay, who doesn't? Well, maybe there's families that don't. <laughs> they're, they're commonplace for our family. But if you have one, one thing that we don't always learn well is how to recover from it and how to move on from it without harboring resentment or blame or just carrying that negativity with you. So let me tell you what works for us in our family. There are three little things that sometimes work together and sometimes work separately. But it seems like whenever we do recover well, one of these one of these has been involved. So one of them is humor. And the thing about humor is that sometimes it fails miserably, right? Sometimes it's a total like wrong time too soon. <laughs> you know, sometimes it just doesn't work. But when you can find a way to insert even just a little bit, it's such a relief, right? It's just, it definitely helps. So in our family, we usually have at some point something that makes us at least, if we don't laugh about it, we are able to smile or kind of appreciate the humor of it or the irony or the, you know, something with a little bit of humor helps. And then the second thing that often is helpful for us is to be able to tell the other person, I hear you. I hear, we often use the phrase, it sounds like, and it's kind of a way of checking in. So that is another one. And even just that phrase, I hear you when you, when you said whatever they said, it really sounded like, and then if you can name the feeling that you can guess their feeling, that is also helpful. And so being able to say, I can imagine that that felt hurtful or it sounds like that really was frustrating or when I said or I didn't say whatever that that sounds like or seems like it was really invalidating. So those kinds of phrases can really go far in building that kind of safe space where one person feels like they're heard. And the tricky thing too is that we often want to have these conversations when we're not really de-escalated yet. At least in our family, we have to really check in with each other and say, can you hear me right now? Or can you be able to talk about this right now? Or do you need a minute? Do you need more time? And checking in with each other on that also is really, really helpful. And then the third one is being able to say, it's not always necessary for an apology, but being able to say how we really feel is sometimes even more powerful than the apology. So what I mean by that is to be able to say, you know, I really thought that we had a really nice time together at dinner and I really 
love that. And I want to be able to have our relationship have more, more times like that, or something like our relationship really matters a lot to me. It's really important to me that we, we can work that work through this and, or something along those lines where you're really sharing your, your heartfelt feelings towards the other person. And when these three, at least one of them, but sometimes all three of them are present, honestly, when we've had, you know, an exchange that didn't go well. And the other thing I'll say is that when we do have these exchanges or blowups or whatever you want to call them, I think that so often what's present before the blow up even happens is one person has their own, I'll use the word agenda, but, but sometimes it's just their own story about a situation and they have their own anxiety about it or their own stress about it, or they have their own fear about it. And any of those negative emotions can be really powerful, especially when we don't share them with other people initially. And then we have a conversation and the other person often has their own set of fears or stresses or their own story about the situation. And it can be totally coming from a different agenda or a different perspective, but it's equally escalating for them, right? Emotionally. So so a lot of times I've noticed this in our family, we'll talk about a topic and we'll realize like, it really wasn't the topic. It was the story that we had about the topic from our own perspective. And each of us have, you know, not even that we're in a disagreement sometimes, but we just have our own set of concerns or stresses. So I think one way to even prevent the blow up is, is to just be open about, you know, when you're kind of tiptoeing around a subject, that's such a good clue for you to be able to say, okay, if I'm tiptoeing around this subject, what am I afraid of? What is the real stressor here? What is the underlying problem that I'm struggling with before I try to enter into a conversation or a problem solving step with somebody else, right? So I hope this, this is a very quick, (laughs) short little episode on blow ups because honestly, blow ups at their best are short. Don't you think? (laughs) It's like get in and get out. But then as far as restoring trust or repairing harm, I think that what goes the farthest with that again is having the vulnerability to say when, when you said this or that, this is how I took it. But you know, each of us is responsible for our own emotional response. So it's not so much that restoring harm requires, again, an apology from the other person or for them to do something to make us feel better. That's on us. We, we are responsible for our own feelings, but it is helpful, I think, in restoring trust within the relationship to be able to say, I see the impact of my words or my actions or my lack of words or my lack of actions and being able to tell the other person that you, you see that that impacted them, that you hear them and you, and you see that. And, and then if the, the apology feels appropriate, then that can come. But a lot of times it's just acknowledging, you know, I see that, that, that hurt and I don't want to do that anymore. So that is what I have for you today for this podcast. I will be back next week with more of our regular length episodes. 
But I hope you liked this one. I hope you found it helpful. And please reach out if you are wanting to navigate blowups within your family and you want to restore trust and repair harm and be able to, you know, not have blowups in your family be a problem, have them be something that happens hopefully less often. We don't want them to be a regular thing, but but when they do happen, they don't have to be a huge deal. They don't have to be a huge threat to the relationship. They can be like, okay, we both were not in a great place right then. And here's what happened. And we're moving on. Our relationship is intact and we still love each other. Maybe some harm was done, but we are both invested in repairing and restoring. Have a wonderful week and I will be back next week. If you like this podcast, please rate and review so we can spread the word to other moms who are going through the same thing. You can also find me over on Instagram. You'll find links to my website there, information about my coaching program, and free resources. Thank you again for joining me. Have a great week and please rate and review.